This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. So I know that pay TV is expensive, but how'd you like to get a $200,000 bill for the month? It's today's Clark Rage. And coming up yet later, there's a new free service for you to monitor your identity if somebody is engaging in the early stages of identity theft, you can get an early warning system for nothing, and I'm going to tell you how to get that done. So there's been a lot of noise in political Washington. Is there any other Washington besides political Washington? Anyway, going on in D.C., because there's a federal law that if you attend a school that later turned out to be engaging in fraudulent activity, getting people to sign up for programs they weren't academically qualified for, promising people uh, job placements that don't really happen, and then the school goes bust, there's a federal program that relieves you of your obligations under your student loans. And this program came about because of what are called as loan mills, which is a huge problem in education where there are schools that exist only to be able to get people to sign loan agreements under the federal student loan program. And that is a terrible, terrible problem. And you and I as taxpayers end up ultimately on the hook. People's credit gets ruined. They are under the cloud of these loans for the rest of their lives. But you and I as taxpayers ultimately end up absorbing it. And the people from these uh, fraudulent schools, fake schools, whatever, they just rake in all this money and they're off and gone and the rest of us have to clean up the mess. So that's why there's loan forgiveness, but right now the U.S. Department of Education has suspended for two years relieving people of their loan obligations. Don't know what is behind the politics of that, but all these people have already been approved to have their loans forgiven because of fraud, now are still sitting there with those loan burdens. And it brings me full circle to something that I think that people are becoming more and more aware of, and that is whether you're going to a legit school or one that may turn out later to be just an overpriced con, the reality is you need to truly think through the cost 
an obligation you're taking on because it could be a traditional liberal arts college and if you have to borrow money for it you could end up with well over a hundred thousand dollars in borrowing for a bachelor's degree and is that a good idea and do not expect the federal government or federal taxpayers to ride to the rescue and solve that loan burden for you it's so important to hold down the cost of that education. And that brings me to modern states. I don't know if you're familiar with modern states, but if you have a high school student who's headed towards college, modern states is set up to make it potentially possible for the freshman year of college to be free. Sounds way too good to be true. I can't find holes in this. What happens is there are a number of courses available that you can take tuition-free that are taught by professors at top-tier universities. And then when you finish the course, remember you're a high school student, you take these courses, you then take the AP exam. And then modern states, for so many people, puts up grant money each year for you to be able to take the AP courses, the tests for free. So the courses are free. And then the $90 to advance place out of a freshman requirement, you may or might not even have to pay for that. So it's potential for a real driven teenager to test out of their entire freshman year of college at least in equivalent credits. The website to learn more about that is modernstates.org. But please be very careful with the borrow for school. And going to a cheaper school is really where you should think about because the return on investment from borrowing beyond your eyeballs may not ever happen. You may just always have the cost without a meaningful reward to cover that. Alicia's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Alicia. How are you? Hi, Clark. Um, It's so great to talk to you. You're such an inspiration for me, and I absolutely love you and your show. Well, you are kind to say that. And you are someone who's dealing with student loans yourself. Yes, definitely. How bad is it? It's pretty bad. Um, I have about 80000 with interest in student loans with Yuck. a bachelor's degree. For You said for a master's? A bachelor's. A bachelor's. Yep. All right. So let's ask you the quiz question. If you had it to do all over again and you could have gone to a cheaper school and not had this debt or go where you went and have the debt, which would you do looking back now? Oh, looking back after listening to you, I definitely would have attended a community college and then possibly spent my last two years at my university. So definitely would have done it differently. Well, and and who knows how many parents of teenagers have just heard you or the teenagers themselves that will take some of that to heart and rethink what kind of obligation they're going to enter. So definitely. the, the 80000 that's a lot. Can I ask you something real personal? How much annual income do you have? Um, I'm at about 82 with bonus. Okay, that's great. So you have income, 
that you'll eventually be able to eat up the student loan debt. Yes. Okay. How can I be of service? So I guess the main thing I'm trying to figure out is when paying down debt, um, I'm trying to choose between paying off my car and tackling more of my student loan debt. I am on an income-based repayment, so I do pay every month, but definitely is not putting a big dent in it because of the interest. So my car balance is 6000 and I have student loan balances of $80,000. Um, one of the student loans is 12000 The other is sixty five. And my fear is if I start paying off the 12000 first, if I ever were to lose my job or anything major happen, then I would, I would be able to defer the student loans, but I have a car note. And with the car note, they are going to want their payments regardless. Sure. So I'm trying to figure out which is better to tackle first. Right. So uh, you said you have 12 and 65 What's yes. federal? What's private? So they're both federal. Um, I'm assuming the the one that's 12 may be private, but I'm on an income base, so I'm a little confused of why they're not together. My thoughts may be because some of the laws that happened with, um, with consolidating may have been before. So I started school pretty early, and then I was in there for a long time, so I think that may be why they're not consolidated. Right, but they're both, as best you know, you think these are all federal, but yes. instead of attacking the 12 that you're not sure of, you know... The 65 is federal. I do. Yeah. So the federal, you're always going to have the rights under pay as you earn to adjust based on your income. Mm-hmm. The $6,000 on the car loan, that's not going to take that long to pay that off. How many months do you have left on your car note? Um, so it says that I have until 2019, toward the end of the year. So a little so under two 24 years. months. So yeah, two, two years. years. All right. So the car loan, let it pay as agreed. Okay. The interest rate on the car loan may well be lower than what you have on the student loans, is it? Mm-hmm. It is very much lower. Okay. So just pay the car loan as agreed. Any extra money, throw towards the student loans. Okay. And whichever student loan has the higher interest rate, that's where you should be throwing the extra money. Okay. And just remember with the student loans, every dollar of principal you extinguish means that that interest never will occur against that dollar again. Okay. So that's why it's so to your advantage to to work that down. And you know what's so neat with the amount of income you have is you are able to devote more and more of the student loans. You, it, they become more manageable because you have less interest carry as part of them each month. That's true. So best to you. Are you have, so you've been able to make use of your degree because you're making a great income. Yeah, I, it took a, while, a little while and just learning different things, but I definitely stay focused and I'm super excited. So, Well, um, I am so glad for that. Rhonda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Rhonda. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Rhonda. You have a question for me that is something that should be easy, but many times is quite hard. What's that? Yes, I have a question about the costs and expenses on my retirement account. I have a few different accounts. I have a Roth IRA with one institution, and at another institution, I have uh, an IRA where I had rolled over previous employers' 401k plans, and then I also contribute to my current employer's plan. 
So I'm just wondering, how do I confirm what my expenses are on all those accounts? Um, I printed off the last statements on all of them, and one of them has a box that says year-to-date costs and fees, um, but the others, I, I don't see that. So I'm just wondering how I figure out what my expenses are. As a general rule, when somebody's not being forthcoming about the fees, you're paying high ones. Okay. Not always true, but generally that is true. So uh, the IRAs, you have two of them, you said, two different institutions. Correct. And those institutions, are either of them one of the El Cheapos I talk about, which are Vanguard, Fidelity, Schwab, T. Rowe Price? Uh, yes, one, one of them is. All right, so that one, you're almost certainly in low-fee kind of investments. Okay, the the other you have is not one of those four, and no. is it a traditional stock brokerage? Yes, and I, I thought I had heard you talk about this other one on the air before, but you didn't name it just now. Huh? As a low cost? Yes, I thought I had heard you previously refer to them as low cost. Okay, so I'm extra curious. Go ahead and name them. Uh, Vanguard. Yeah, I did. I did name Vanguard. Oh, I'm first. sorry. Yeah, so Vanguard's just about the lowest cost. Okay. So if you've got both of your IRAs with Vanguard, and go ahead and tell me who the others with. Um, my current employer's plan is through uh, Merrill Lynch. All right. So Merrill Lynch is an expensive provider. Okay. And Merrill Lynch is a full commission operation. So normally it would be unusual that the fees would not be very high on the plan. So there's no specific disclosure you saw for the The Merrill Lynch? Yeah, the only thing I saw is every quarter there's a charge of $14, which is called a recording fee. That's just the administrative charges, but nothing about what the actual investment expenses are? No. Okay, so they have to disclose that to you? And it's probably on your 401k plan site. Okay. Are you with a large employer? Yes, fairly large. So the expenses, you'll know they're reasonable if all your choices in the plan charge you less than 0.4%. Four-tenths of 1%. Okay. Okay. And if they are charging you more than that, then that is a high-cost plan for a big employer provided 401k and it would mean that if you have the discipline you would want to reduce how much you contribute to your employer provided 401k to only what you need to put in to pick up whatever employer match there is and then the rest of what you do should go in your own Roth IRA with a low-cost provider like the Vanguard you're already using for your regular IRA. Today's Clark Rageous moment, yet again, is about AT&T and DirecTV. Wow, it's not good to reappear on the Clark Rageous moment, is it? Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. So AT&T bought DirecTV for a zillion dollars, to be precise, somewhere about $47 billion. And they haven't been able to make it work for them. So they've become more and more desperate with marketing and promotional offers to try to get you to sign up. 
But the problem is they never have the billing right at AT&T and DirecTV. But this is worse than normal. This is a story from Fox 8 Cleveland. A woman received a satellite bill from DirecTV for $184,000 for the month for her new promotional bundle. No matter how many times she called AT&T and DirecTV, nobody would help her. They just demanded payment on the $184,000 bill, acting like a bunch of robots. And finally, the TV station got involved, and AT&T and DirecTV went mute. Mute. Which is funny when you think about they sell telephone service and video and they couldn't talk. They wouldn't tell anything to the TV station, but they took care of the error on the bill. What you need to know is that they are so fouled up back office with AT&T and DirecTV that any offer you ever get, you want in writing. If you find an offer on the web, you print it out. And then when the bill comes and there's a good likelihood the bill will be wrong, you will have your original document showing what you were originally quoted because without that, you got no proof and you're going to be stuck with a much higher bill than you were promised. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where you learn ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money each and every day. Our deal diggers looking for bargains to stretch that dollar. And Clark.com, our main website. So... Pretty much people are nervous, overwhelmed, or anxious, which I guess is more than nervous, about the aftermath of the Equifax data breach and what you should do and all that. And I've noticed during the football games, the only time I ever watch television is for football. And so I'm seeing all these ads, and normally I don't get to see any ads. There are all these ads trying to terrify you about the Equifax data breach and the way you're going to be safe is sign up for this or that or the other and pay a subscription of typically a $15 to $20 a month for some kind of monetary thingy. But I don't want you spending that money. And I've told you from the beginning of the Equifax hack thing about the value of signing up with Credit Sesame or Credit Karma to be able to monitor what's going on with your credit. Well, now, as of today, Credit Karma has a new application under their resources link where you can see, it's called identity monitoring, you can see if there's been a web-based hack that has exposed personal information of yours And so I just pulled mine up. Remember, this is free, part of your Credit Karma free dashboard. And it says, you've been in two breaches. We checked our database of 4.7 billion publicly breached accounts. And I've shown up in two data breaches. And one of them happened in August. And it talks about a spam bot that was able to get information from 711 million email addresses. And it says that many of them, they have your password. And it says, I need to change my password 
like yesterday. And then the other one says 105 million individuals in corporate America had their personal information exposed and has your physical address, phone numbers, job title, that kind of stuff. And the reason a criminal would want that is that they're looking for people who have high-end job titles because they then assume those people are going to have decent money in 401ks and in other accounts, and then they would target you more specifically to try to get to your money. And then after it tells me about the two things, it's got a take action section and what are the things I need to do about these breaches. Now, producer Joel had zero breaches. Why were you so much luckier than I am? I told you, clean living. Yeah, and Kim doesn't have a Credit Karma dashboard, right? So you No, I never wanted to unfreeze my credit to sign up for it. I use Quizzle and some other stuff instead. So who knows if you have a breach. But anyway, if you sign up for a Credit Karma dashboard, you've got under the, um, the resources, you'll see immediately where you'll be able to do that. But they've added something else, too, on here. They've added something where you could see if there's any unclaimed money for you. If you're familiar, there's a website I've talked about for years called missingmoney.com. There's another one called unclaimed.org that are free databases where you're able to go see if there's money for you. And gosh... Right away, I come up twice. You never know who's going to benefit financially from the Clark Howard Show. (laughs) And here I am, twice with money that is sitting here that says it belongs to me, has my property number, and then there's a this is mine button and tells me, how to go make a claim, takes me through the whole process. Wow, this is like a me, me, me segment right now, isn't it? So I got first, twice that I've been breached, once in August, once in September, and then I find out twice there's money hanging out for me. That's like the old Seinfeld, even Steven episode. I'm up, I'm down. Ed's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ed. How are you? Well, doing well. Huge fan, Clark. Thank you very much, Ed. How can I serve you? Okay, I got a, I have a question for you. So uh, I have family, family business. Uh, we were blessed, and we were able to sell the family business, and we came in with a, uh, a large sum of money. And until we decide on what to do with that money, it might be a week, it might be six months, it might be two years, I'm not sure. I want to put that money in a safe place. So the first thought I have is I'm going to stick it in you know, one of the national banks, put it in a savings account, and it's probably the safest place. But then I start thinking to myself, well, that account is only insured up to $250,000. All right, now we're talking about a great problem. You sold the business, you've got multiples of two fifty. And you want to make sure that if the bank goes bust, you don't lose everything past the 250. 
Correct. So I'm, I'm asking What a my deal. <laughs> this is a good deal. Yes, it's a great problem to have. Uh, I feel very blessed. So my question is, where is the safest place to park money while you're thinking about what to do with it? All right, I'm going to give you a couple of options. One is there's something called CDARS, C-D-A-R-S dot com. And it's something very heavily uh, approved of by the FDIC. It's a service that allows someone, and, and by the way, you are one of the two most common circumstances where someone would go to CDARS. One is a, a large inheritance, and the other is a sale of a business. And so people end up with all this money, and you don't want to have it at risk with a bank failure. So what CDARS does is they do a thing where they place your money with multiple institutions so that no one institution has more than $250,000 of your money. Ah, got it. Okay. So, you know, if you start having to go open a bunch of different accounts, that's a pain, right? Correct. So they just take care of the pain for you. And they they must take a small number of basis points you know, just a small amount of the money for doing all the administrative for you. Okay, so you, you can make money, but there it's, it is chargeable. They are going to charge you a small basis point, but you can ultimately make money in that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, what they do is they use um, their system, to, and there's a video there you can watch that explains exactly how the process works. But they just spread the money around, and then their job is to make sure you're always below the FDIC max Mm. in any institution. Mm. All right, now let me give you another idea that's simpler. If you have suddenly a lot of money, you have tax problems. It's another good thing to have, because you only have money when you have tax problems, Mm. or vice versa. So you can look at doing a short bond fund in tax-free municipal bonds. That's completely safe. So I don't know if you're familiar with municipal bond funds. Yes, I am. So if you went into one, the lowest cost of all, sounds like the Vanguard hour, Vanguard is the lowest cost provider of municipal bond funds, and you could go in their short-term municipal bond fund, you'd have extremely limited downside risk, you know, if interest rates suddenly heavily escalated. Mm -hmm. They also have a um, a municipal money market fund. So you're you're always at level, but you're in a lower interest rate on it. But I would feel really comfortable if you looked at their short-term tax-free fund. Hey, do you have any thoughts about T-bills or treasury notes? You could do that. You're not going to earn as much likely as you are in a municipal bond fund because what's happened with the treasury market is foreigners are very heavily coming into the United States and buying treasuries as a way of finding a safe spot for their money. And they come in with just billions of dollars. Mm. So it depresses the interest rates paid on short-term treasury obligations. The municipal bond market is a domestic market doesn't face that competition of foreign hot money, and that's why you get the tax-free benefit from federal tax 
and you get the potentially higher interest rate on the municipals than you could earn on treasuries. And Brenda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Clark. Brenda, you want to talk about the stock market. Yes. I wanted to know what is the best way. I'm, I'm a teacher, and I have a 403B and a Roth IRA, but I'm just concerned like that I'm not going to have enough money for retirement and wanted to know what is the best way to learn the stock market. Well, I'm not into buying individual stocks. Okay. To me, that's really about sport. Uh, you know, there are people that do it as a living. They do okay. deep dive analysis into companies, at least they should if they're smart. Right. And it's a part-time job or full-time job for them. Okay. In your case, you've got a job educating our children. Right. And so all you want to do is get your money working for you solidly right. for the future. Right. And so I'm a big fan of you in your retirement accounts looking at target retirement funds. Target retirement funds? Yeah, and what they do is it diversifies your money among stocks, big and small, and international, certain amount of bonds, and then depending on the target retirement fund, could be alternative investments, make up the portfolio. And then you pick a year closest to when you're going to retire, usually in five-year increments, Right. And you just pick the year closest to when you in, intend. And over the years, they change the mix of investments. As you get closer to your targeted retirement time, it becomes more conservative. Okay. So that way, you know, you let people who do the proper asset allocation, dividing of money, deal with that. Your job is just to pile money in there. Okay. And should I do that through a financial advisor? Should I do that? Like, I know I'm you don't that. need a financial advisor to do a target retirement fund. I mean, if you have in a plan that you have that you said you're Roth, if you're with one of the low cost players, they all offer these target retirement funds. Okay. The high so cost the- companies do as well, but they charge as much as five to ten times more per year to be in a target retirement fund is one of the low-cost companies. Okay, so what should I, the low-cost, like what is the average or like I should be paying? In Figure fees? about one-fifth of 1% one per year, 0.20. 0.20. And that's all in, no commissions. Okay, and do you have, um, you have this on your website? I sure do on, on my investment guide. I walk through the whole idea of target retirement funds. Now, okay. you said you have a 403B as well, right? right? Through school, right, through, yes. All right, and are you given a choice of companies, or have they selected a company for you? Oh, no, we're not given a choice. <laughs> All right, that's unfortunate. You know, most school system plans are ultra-high cost, ultra-high commission plans. Right. And so i like for you only, unless you got lucky and have a low-cost 403B, I only like you to put in a 403B, um, whatever money beyond the maximum you can put in a Roth IRA each year is, which is 5500 Right, right, to max that out. And because I know my retirement now, they take, I think it's 65 or 7% automatically out of my pay and put it into a retirement fund. And that retirement fund, that's like a teacher pension? Yes. 
That's fantastic. Teacher yeah. pension, you know, if you work in a school district that has a teacher pension, are you going right. to get enough years in to really benefit from that? Okay. Are you? Oh, yes. I'm yeah. Sorry. If you are, the the teacher pensions are fantastic. It's weird because a lot of teachers work in districts where you get a pension, but at the same time have these lousy, rotten, awful 403B plans that shouldn't exist on this earth, and the expenses in them normally an outrage that we don't pay teachers enough in this country, and then things are set up to rip teachers off on retirement savings and 403Bs, it is atrocious. It's scandalous to me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. G-Line is with us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? I'm well, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. You are doing a great thing as a daughter, helping to take care of your mom. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Um, my sister and I um, kind of swap off calling various doctors, and she's had some health issues. And so we're always calling someone, asking questions, and just trying to keep track of that. We're looking for some sort of web-based application that we could, like a live document, she could make changes, I could update it, we could both see what one another is doing. Do you have any recommendations for that? I do. It's free, and I love it so much. Uh, We wrote my last book where I collaborated with my co-author on this particular app, and I loved it because it was free and also because it works perfectly for what you and your sister need to do. And it's a free product from Google called Google Docs. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I think my daughter uses it in school. Well, see, your daughter's all... She's the one who could have answered this, right? Because <laughs> Google, <laughs> Google Docs is fantastic because you can write, you can edit, you can collaborate, and you can do it on your phone. You can do it on a laptop, a tablet, however you want to the two of you are able to collaborate and keep up to date. That is, that's perfect. Exactly what we want. And it, then you can, you can have other people look at it too, like my brother. Exactly. You can have read, okay. you can have read only people, you, you know, that you share with. You can have people that you give full permission to that can both read and write. And in other words, edit. So it gives you exactly what you need as a family to be able to communicate on what's going on with your mom. Well, that is perfect. Thank you so much. Sure. And you know what? It's so good, as cheap as I am, that even if I had to pay for it, 
I would pay for it for collaboration. It's so good. But the price of free is what makes it incredibly a value. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.